0: The Word of the Day, John 11, verse 17 to 31. On his arrival, Jesus found that Lazarus had already been in the tomb for four days. Now Bethany was less than two miles from Jerusalem, and many Jews had come to Martha and Mary to comfort them, and the loss of the brother. When Martha heard that Jesus was coming, she went out to meet him, but Mary stayed at home. Lord, Martha said to Jesus, if you had been here, my brother would not have died, but I know that even now God will give you whatever you ask. Jesus said to her, your brother will rise again. Martha answered, I know he will rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live even though they die. And whoever lives by believing in me will never die. Do you believe this? Yes, Lord, she replied. I believe that you are the Messiah, the Son of God, who is to come into the world. After she had said this, she went back and called her sister Mary aside. The teacher is here, and she said, and is asking for you. When Mary heard this, she got up quickly and went to him. Now Jesus had not yet entered the village, but was still at the place where Martha had met him. When the Jews who had been with Mary in the house, comforting him, her, noticed how quickly she got up and went out, they followed her, supposing she was going to the tomb to mourn there. This is a podcast that bring words of encouragement to all our brothers and sisters everywhere, at any time and at any day. Be blessed and stay encouraged. Praise the
1: Lord. Praise the Lord. God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. He is good. Even in the moment of our losses, God is good. Even in the moments of our suffering, God is good. Once again, I am overjoyed to have you listening in to our podcast. Thank you for dropping by and listening in. We will continue our um, word of encouragement, worship after loss. Um, Last week, we were talking about, about the radical move that Mary made when she poured out her perfume at Jesus feet in an act of worship in an, in the act of giving word to Jesus and we were concluding that segment with the question how can you say she worshiped after loss when in fact Mary was actually at a dinner it sounded like happy hours to me when she was hanging right there um, with Jesus her brother Lazarus and Martha and all the others And I can only say, you know, like I can only imagine that you thinking I know she worshiped because we know what she did, how she poured that um, perfume at Jesus feet. But where was her loss? And if you recall, I said, I've got two words for you. And that's chapter 11, chapter um 12 makes sense because of chapter 11 and we are going back to chapter 11 from verse 17 to 45 and let's observe a couple of point um in chapter 11 um the bible have us you know it let us know that um Martha was able to leave her grieving place to meet up with Jesus in verse 20. we saw that Um, it clearly let us know that Martha was able to leave. This is after they just find out that their brother, um, you know, die, you know, who was sick, not die. And then it's been four day of, you know, he's been on the tombs and they are mourning. So this is where we are. Um, The sisters are mourning their brother's um, death. And this is a death that they went to Jesus. They went to Jesus prior to um, verse 20 um, to present the case, say, our brother is sick. Could you come in and heal? And Jesus said he would come, but he didn't come the time that they had imagined Jesus would come in and so Lazarus passed away he died he died and four days later buried they are at home mourning but the news got to uh, Martha that Jesus was in the vicinity. Even though Jesus has come to do what he said he was coming to do, because it was Jesus who declared to the rest, the remaining disciple, Lazarus is dead. And for your sake, I'm glad I was not there, so that you may believe. But let us go to him. And before that, he says, Our friend. Lazarus has fallen asleep but I'm going there to wake him up so Jesus knew what he was doing God knows what he's doing he always do this is why I said that we can offer worship even um, as we experience loss even as we mourn normalcy and so many things because God knows what he's doing I don't always understand you will not always understand the working pieces of what God is doing but Trust and believe that He does know what He's doing. And that's why we can then turn around, even though we experience the loss, the pain, the suffering of our loss, and can still turn around and trust God and offer Him worth and value to say, I still trust you. I still value you. I still make you a priority, even though I feel. like retreating back because of my pain even though I feel like running back even though I feel like not engaging not doing much not being involved not giving complete of myself to you but I will do it I will do it because I trust you and I believe that you know what you're doing God I will still give you the value here so we around um, verse seventeen. Jesus arrived, and what us and many of us would perceive has he arrived late. He arrived nevertheless. Jesus arrived. He arrived, and when he arrived, Lazarus has been dead, and Martha got word that hey, he's in town, and she left. She was able just knowing that Jesus is near. Give Martha the strength to leave her place of grief. She was able to leave and go meet up with Jesus. Aren't you glad that in knowing that God is present, God is here, that some of you find joy, comfort, strength to move on? Martha was able to live. However, the Bible clearly tells us that Mary stayed at home. <laughs> she stayed at home, the grieving, the grieving place. Um, did you know,, you should know this because if you are like me experiencing some loss, pain, sadness, disappointment, loss can leave you feeling really stuck, unable to move, lethargic. you just feel like you can't even breathe sometimes, move. I'm acknowledging um that we grieve differently. And there are stages to our grief. And you know, you could be in the stage of your grief right now, of your loss. Um in acknowledging that this is where we wanna try to understand why was it important for John to mention that Mary stayed at home. He didn't tell us about the, you know, five stages of grief and all that things like that and where Mary was in the stages of grief. But I do know it was important that he distinguished that Martha left and Mary stayed. Um, Mary did not go to her friend, Jesus, as Martha did. And we know they were friends friend because prior we've learned that, you know, Jesus loved Mary, loved um, Lazarus, loved Martha. They were a friend um, and they loved him, Jesus, back in return. And when they were in such a situation, they ran right to Jesus to ask for help. I'm thinking maybe... Mary was experiencing one of the stages of grief. the Bible really doesn't say, but because she' just lost her brother and because she was home, and others came in as the um the text tells us came in to help them in their mourning, but again, John made sure we knew that Martha went, but Mary stayed home. I believe at the, you know that home was the place where everyone was grieving makes sense to me to my mind because that's how it was for me and losing uh, my mother home was a place where we gather you know the friends the families to grieve our loss Um, we know that others did come in to bring comfort to them while they were grieving at home and so uh, I believe that's where Mary was her grief held her hostage held her home that's where she stayed that's where she had to go through her grief however Martha on the other hand had the strength in hearing that Jesus was here to leave Um, when Martha left I, I do want to segue a little bit to that you know she left and went to Jesus and through the conversation she's having with Jesus I can I can read that she received revelation hope Upon meeting with Jesus. And what was wonderful, she didn't keep it to herself. She then went to get her sister. And I want to encourage you when you get word of hope from the scripture, from God revealing things to you, the good news, don't keep it to yourself. Don't keep the wonderful good news to yourself. Brave it. Share what God has revealed to you. Share the revelation. You know, it could uplift somebody else. It can invigorate somebody else. Share the good news. Do not be ashamed of the gospel when you receive revelation. Share it. Tell the world Jesus is here and waiting for them because Jesus is all that we need. Um, And that's exactly what Martha went and do. She heard revelation. She got the news. She marched right back to that house, right back to that place of grief, right back to the place where her sister was stuck, remained Um, uh, right back there. She marched and she told Mary, the teacher is here and he is asking for you. Someone in your world may need to be told that Jesus is here and he's asking for them. You understand? There is someone who may need to be told that, who needed who need to hear the good news that has been revealed to you. So please don't keep what you hear from God. Don't keep what the Holy Spirit communicates to you from others. Share it because the blessing is not only for you, but it is through you. The blessing, the blessing doesn't come only to you, but it also flow through you. Remember that we are a vessel, you know, to be used by God. So it's not only for you, but it is also for those in your vicinity, those that that you are in community with, those, you know, who you call family and friends. Listen, um, I know you are in loss. The experience is raw. Mine is as well. I do not minimize anyone's loss. A loss is a loss. The pain of that, no one can fathom. You feel what you feel. I feel what I feel. And when it hurts, it hurts. However, we do need to be reminded that Jesus is here and that he is looking for us right where we are, right in the midst of it right in the midst of our pain, right where we are in our home, where all of us are grieving and mourning, right home where you have no jobs, that's why you are at home, right at the workplace where you are overwhelmed, overwhelmed with so much change, so much happening, especially for those who work in the medical field, right perhaps on the hospital bed where your health is challenged because you are coping with COVID or you know your loved one, is coping with um, COVID or any type of health issue that is overwhelming and that is challenging your good health right in the middle of a relationship not going very well. So losing, you know, the balance of a good relationship, losing the security of good relationship because now you're in the middle of one that have gone upside down right there. Jesus is here and is asking for you. He's asking for you as he's asking for me. So always know that though we may be in our zone, we may be in our feeling, we may be in our moment, we may be in our anguish, we may be in our suffering, but Jesus is here and is asking for you. So Martha came with the good news and told Mary, the teacher is here and is asking for you. And the Bible tells us immediately, Mary made a move. I believe that the call to her, I believe in hearing that Jesus not only was here but asking for her, that it was personal, that he he noticed her absent, that he had eyes on her, that gave Mary the strength to quickly get up and go to Jesus. The truth will do that to you. You know, the truth of God's words will do that to you. Jesus will do that to you. He will encourage you and invigorate you. What you will hear about him, the truth that you will hear about him, the the presence of knowing that Jesus is here, the Holy Spirit indwelling in you, that will do that to you. It will encourage you and invigorate you. It will encourage you to get up and it will invigorate you to move and go. Because Mary got up and Mary went to Jesus. And you know what was very interesting? The text also went and tell us that others notice and follow. Because remember, um, others came to mourn, to offer comfort to both Mary and Martha. And so they notice and follow. Listen, when you move, others will move too. When you get close to Jesus, others will too. When you witness and experience Jesus' power, so will they because you move. You move now. They too have moved in closer. Since Jesus is asking for you, I'm here and I want to remind you, you got to respond your response will not only impact you, but your response will also impact friends and your response will impact family. Your response can cause others to experience Christ's love and Christ's power. Because when Mary showed up, the crowd showed up as well those who were in the home mourning with her went with her saw Jesus experienced what Jesus had to do and Jesus fell for them as he fell for her because in verse 33 he said when he saw her weeping and the others weeping their pain moved Jesus deeply it troubled him so when you move others will move so even though we want to retreat, even though you may feel because of your pain, you want to remain cocooned, hidden. um, You want to retreat back. You want to be hidden. Even though, do know this, God is here and he's asking for you. He want to remove you from that place of grief, from that place of loss, from that place of suffering. And then when you move, others will take notice, and the two will move. So it's going to impact you, and it's going to impact them to heed the call, to hear Jesus whispering to you, come to me, I'm looking for you. All right, um, I'm encouraged to know that in our suffering, Jesus take notice of our suffering. As he took notice of um, Mary's and the others who were weeping with her, he took notice and he felt he he felt moved by it. I'm encouraged to know that Jesus can be moved by our pain because I know we suffer, and I know we'll probably suffer again. But we can trust God to show up, and when He does, He will resurrect life into your situation because that's exactly that what happened, what caused pain. What Mary and Martha had lost, Jesus resurrected their brother. They lost their brother, their brother, and Jesus resurrected Lazarus. And that, to me, is a revelation to remind me that God can resurrect life into our situation. Resurrect life into the situation of our loss. That he can bring life again he can bring life to our situations it's not over even though it feels like it is even though your pain make you feel like this there's no there's no point on going forward anymore but life can be resurrected again into your situation Now, resurrections will not happen as Lazarus' situation, um, situation that God bringing the dead back to life for you. That's not what I'm saying. I'm encouraging you to have hope to know that life will come in you again. Because God, God can do that. He has a power to do that. As Jesus resurrected Lazarus God can resurrect life into your situation again yes he can yes he can and why is it all that important everything that I've been saying the past two segments why is that important that we keep our worship after the loss? Why is it it's important that we don't retreat? Why is it important that we remember to make sure that we know, we take the position to say, God, you are priority. God, I'm giving you worth. God, I'm giving you value. Value, more value than my pain, more value than my situation. I'm making you a priority beyond my loss. You still the center because remember I started by saying we were not empty the church was not empty the ch- church has been deployed and as part of the church as part of the body because we are the church because of that because as a deployed church you have to remember the word "deploy" mean effectively positioned we are soldiers who are effectively positioned and then in this spiritual war we cannot retreat. We cannot afford to retreat. We cannot go back. We cannot retreat into our pain. We can't go back. We can't surrender to our feeling, even though those feelings are strong. We can't surrender to our feeling. We can't surrender to the thief who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants our future. So we can't surrender because that feeling, our feelings can take us back it can, you know, block the future for us. We can't afford that. And in in our worship and taking the position of worship and taking the position, the posture of giving worth, of giving God priority, that is what's going to push us forward. Nothing else can. We have to believe that God is bigger. God is more important. We have to see him as the prize. We have to see that God is waiting at the finish line and that we have to push forward and that we have to press through crying charge as we storm through the enemy's territory taking back more grounds for our Lord Jesus taking back our lives taking back our joy taking back our strength taking back our peace of mind taking all of it back to push forward we have to see God on the other side and press through and move forward toward him like he is priority he is bigger he is above all of it all the disappointment all the pain all the shame all the issues all of it so yes you experience the loss yes you have the feeling and the feelings they are real yes you have them but we're gonna have to offer worth even after our loss We're going to have to offer priority to God, even though we experience the pain, even though we experience the disappointments, we're going to say, God, you more, I see you and I'm pressing towards you because that's the only thing that's going to have us moving forward. I'm going to wrap up real quick with a movie that we saw, I saw called the Patriot Patriots. Um, there's a last battle that was um played out and in the last battle we saw I saw the character that Mel Gibson played, Benjamin, that he made a decision right in the midst of that battle. Now this man has experienced loss. He've lost two sons. He've lost his home. He've lost friends, fellow soldiers, so much. Oh, my God! And his heart he was bitter against this um Captain Colonel Covington, I believe his name was, and he wanted revenge, he promised that man he said, "Um, before the war's over, I'll destroy you." But in that moment of that last battle, something happened to that character, Benjamin. He laid aside his feeling. And he pick up the cause. And you know. You and I got to lay aside. Our feeling. And pick up the cause. And the cause is still the same. God is good. All the time. The cause is. Jesus love us. And he loved the whole world. And we got to love Jesus. The cause is still the same. Go thee and make disciples of men. And he pick up. The flag, as one of um, his um, fellow fighters says, Listen, the line is falling back. And then he ran and picked up the flags because he made the decision I have to help. We got to press forward. We cannot afford to let these soldiers retreat back. In order to win this battle, we got to move forward. And so he picked up the flags and he ran forward and he was telling them do not let the line fall back basically do not retreat he was shouting it crying forward do not retreat and his action he was crying out charge and he pressed on forward and then as I watched the scene I remember seeing that every young person who may have looked discouraged the other ones who have looked like you know, and I say young because their face was so young. All the other soldiers, it's like hope came into their face. It's like I just saw something marvelous. I saw Benjamin moving forward and I'm encouraged by that and I'm going to move forward. And they all charged through, even though the army, the British army was coming at them strong but they came back even stronger and they actually won that battle and it changed the course of the war for them i'm not sure if this battle is a real battle that took place or if that was all part of um, the stories just to make it a a good movie but regardless the lesson here is that in not retreating and pressing forward They win the war. So in not retreating and not, you know, pulling back, but instead if we as servants of God press forward, even though we've experienced traumatic loss, we too can win the battle because we are in a battle too. Everything we experience is trying to hold us back. But well, we know the goal is, is to move on glory to glory closer to God. And God's strength is made perfect in our weakness, in our pain, in our grief, in our disappointment. Second Corinthians 12, verse 19, let us know that. We know his strength is made perfect. What we can't do, his strength will help us to run through. But we have to remember that our strength is made strong in our worship. The joy of the Lord is our strength is what Nehemiah 8 verse 10 tell us. In our worship and realizing that God is is the center. God is still priority and I've got to offer them that worth. I still have to make him more important so that I can cross over to the foolish line. Because our feeling would have us doing something else. Our feeling would have us retreating. Our pain would have us going back. Our pain would have us retreating. But in realizing that God's priority and putting our focus right there on him, then yes, you and I can press forward and make it to the next. Next steps, to the next hill, to the finish line, wherever it is God is calling us to. So I want to encourage you to know I understand. I feel what you feel. I've been there, I know, and I'm still there to some capacity. But at the same time, I know I can't remain just there. I've got to get to the other side. To get to the other side, I have had to take the position. I have to take the posture that God is good and give him that worth. God is priority, not my pain, not my grief, not my disappointment. And to trust that in my weakness, his strength will be made perfect, that he will carry me through, that he will help me out, that he will sustain me as he will sustain you, that he will help us to restain. And that is the word for you today. Be blessed, be encouraged. There is hope you can still offer worth to God. You still can make him priority, even in the midst of your loss. Be blessed and stay encouraged.